Hello and welcome to another episode of the FSLSO Palmcast. I'm your host, Jordan Morrow, and today we've got another surplus line short for you. We've made a few of these episodes so far and we're excited to be having another for you. Today we are joined by FSLSO staff member Kristen Gray. Welcome to the show, Kristen. Thanks, Jordan. Can you start off just by telling me a little bit about what you do at FSLSO and who you work with? I am the compliance manager and I currently work with agents and agent filers who are working through compliance reviews. But I, in the past, was an insurance analyst, so I still have some customers that I deal with directly that have questions about policy filings or questions about the statute and what's required to be listed on policy face pages or if a diligent effort's required for certain coverages, things of all sorts. Yeah, you've got a lot of expertise when it comes to surplus lines and working and filing with FSLSO, so we're excited to be talking with you today. I've got a couple of questions I'm excited to ask you about. The first one is, tell me about diligent efforts and disclosure statements. What are they and what makes them different from each other? So with your diligent effort, that means um, when you seek coverage from at least three admitted insurance companies, currently writing the type of coverage being requested and documenting rejections from those companies that are unwilling to provide coverage in the admitted market. These rejections then in turn have to be documented on a diligent effort form. But I want to mention that there is a caveat to the statute, and you're only required to have one declination for residential structures that have a replacement cost of $700,000 or more. And your disclosure statement is a statement that's signed by the insured, which makes them aware that their policy is being placed with a surplus lines insurer and that alternative coverage may be available. And what I can also touch on a little bit more to go into those statements and what makes them different is the statutes are written where there are certain coverages that are exempt from the diligent effort requirement. And in turn, those coverages require the disclosure statement to be completed instead of the diligent effort form. However, even when a diligent effort form is required, we suggest to our agents to have their retail agents have the insured sign that disclosure statement so that the insured is aware their policy is being placed with a surplus lines insurer and they have signed off on it. But by statute, the disclosure statement is a responsibility of the retail or producing agent, not the surplus lines agent. The surplus lines agent is only required to maintain a copy of the disclosure statement if they're acting as both the retail agent and the surplus lines agent in the placement of the coverage. But if you ever have any questions about which form is required for a specific coverage, I would recommend reviewing our Diligent Effort Disclosure Matrix, which we have on our website. And it's a helpful tool that lists out each specific coverage and then whether the disclosure statement is required or whether a Diligent Effort form is required. And there are certain coverages that are actually exempt from both, such as Ocean Cargo. So you don't have to worry about getting a diligent effort or disclosure for those types of coverages, and that's shown on the disclosure matrix. Yeah, that's a great explanation. We know that for some people, this can be a little bit nuanced, distinguishing between those two things and when they're used or not used. But yeah, that's a great point. Go check out fslso.com. We've got a bunch of tools and products there to help you figure out when these should be used or should not be used and to help you answer any questions that you might have. A lot of our listeners might know that all new surplus lines agents are required to self-appoint with the Department of Financial Services. Walk us through how an agent completes this process and why it's important. 
After an agent obtains their license, they're required to complete their self-appointment with the Florida Department of Financial Services. The appointment for a surplus lines license is different than the appointment for a general lines license. For your general lines license, agents get appointed by admitted insurance companies. But for your surplus lines license, the agent is actually required to appoint themselves. And they appoint themselves through their My Profile account. And to complete the self-appointment, the agent will need to log into their MyProfile account and select eAppoint. And if the agent has never used eAppoint, then they will need to register to become an appointing entity. And then once they become an appointed entity, then they'll click on New Appointment and complete the on-screen instructions to process the appointment. And I also want to mention that there is a fee associated with this process. And I also want to mention that it's important for surplus lines agents to complete their surplus lines appointment because in order to transact business, an agent must be licensed and appointed. So if you don't have your license and appointment, then you shouldn't be transacting business. So when an agent does finally self-appoint through the Department of Financial Services, is it just a one-time thing and then they're set to go forever or do they ever need to renew their self-appointment? And if they do, how do they do that? Agents have to renew their self-appointment every two years during their birth month, and they will complete the renewal through their MyProfile account as well. And they also do it through the eAppoint, but however, whenever they go to renew it, this time instead of clicking new appointment, they'll click on renew appointment. Okay, great. So we've talked a little bit about the different kinds of statements and forms and talked about self-appointment, but let's shift gears a little bit and talk about insurers. FSLSO maintains a list of eligible insurers on our website, fslso.com. But what are eligible insurers? Eligible insurers are unauthorized insurers, which have been made eligible to issue coverage under the surplus lines law by the Office of Insurance Regulation. There are three different types of insurers that are eligible to place surplus lines business in the state of Florida. Those eligible insurers include insurers listed on Florida's eligible surplus lines insurer list, federally authorized insurers, and alien insurers listed on the NAIC International Insurers Department IID list. You can access a list of these eligible insurers on our website by clicking on eligible insurers under the file tab. And I want to mention that the federally authorized insurers are insurers that are eligible to place surplus lines business in Florida. However, they do not go through the same stringent application process as those insurers listed on Florida's eligible surplus lines insurer list. All right, Kristen, I've got one more question for you before we finish up this episode, and that is what information is required to be listed on a surplus lines policy? So each surplus lines agent shall write or print on the outside of the policy or on any certificate, cover note, or other confirmation of insurance his or her name, address, license number, and the name and address of the producing agent through whom the business originated and shall have stamped or written upon the first page of the policy, the Florida Insurance Guarantee Act, and the policy rates and forms disclaimers. Then the surplus lines agent is also required to include their signature on the confirmation of insurance. There's also two statements regarding hurricane and wind deductibles and a co-insurance provision, but these statements are only required to be shown on personal lines residential property insurance policies. And there's disclosures that are supposed to make the insured aware that their policy may contain provisions that may result in high out-of-pocket expenses to them. And by statute, these statements must be included on the policy face page and at least 14-point boldface type. You can access a copy of the sample face page on our website 
at FSLSO.com under business forms. And we recommend agents utilize this form to ensure all the required information is included on the policy. Our compliance review team has compiled some data and found the following with the lowest rates of compliance regarding the policy face page. So surplus lines agent's name, address, signature, and license number was missing from the confirmation of insurance. And the name and address of the producing agent from whom the business was originated was also missing from the confirmation of insurance. Most of the times what we have seen for the producing agent name is that agents are listing the producing agency name, but the statute requires the individual agent's name to be listed instead of that agency name on the policy face page. And as you can see, all these are fairly simple requirements, but they often get overlooked. And sometimes agents think that it's the responsibility of the insurance company to include all this required information on the policy face page, but it's actually the surplus lines agent's responsibility. Well, Kristen, I wanted to thank you for coming on this episode of the FSLSO Palmcast and sharing your expertise with us. If our listeners have any questions related to any of the topics that we've covered in today's episode or compliance, how can they get in touch with you? They can either send me an email at kgray at fslso.com and gray is spelled G-R-A-Y or they can call me at 1-800-562-4496 and I'm at extension 110. Kristen, thank you again. It was great speaking with you. And if you're listening, please be sure to follow FSLSO on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And if you want to listen to more episodes of the show, search for FSLSO Palmcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Thank you very much for joining us. And if you have any questions that you want answered on the next episode of the FSLSO Palmcast, just email outreach at FSLSO.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode.